went to the Army, and I'm going to boot camp, and I'm, before that, I'm in this bus. Blondie and I have been married one month. And I get on this swinging bus, and I'm headed to Fort Polk, Louisiana for 40 days and 40 nights on that bus. And I don't like that submitting to those clowns I, that are on that bus. And I'm already hearing things on that bus, and I am in the resisting mode. Y'all don't know anything about that, do you? You don't know anything about resisting. How many times that you and I are in the resisting mode and instead of the submitting? And today we're going to talk about a clown that did not want to submit, and his name's Saul. He did not want to submit. He didn't want to surrender. And so today we're going to talk about two bridges. You can't read that, I'll read it for you. That top one is, that top bridge is pleasing God. That second bridge, pleasing self. We already know where we are in that, don't we? We already know where we stand and when we stand, if I'm pleasing the Father or if I'm pleasing myself. It doesn't happen in relationships, does it? Of how many times the tragedy has taken place because somebody doesn't want to surrender and somebody doesn't want to please our Father. And so what do we do? We make sure that ourselves are taken care of. I talk to kids every time I pick somebody up on a, on a van route. And I was talking to an old woman this morning. She'll be a freshman. And I'm telling her about how a man is supposed to treat her stinking bones. And I told her, I said, let me tell you how they're going to treat you and how they're going to talk to you and what they expect from you. But I want you, number one, to please God. And if that clown doesn't want to please God, then guess what you get to do? You get to knock him naked and move on down the road and find somebody that wants to please the Father because those are the bridges that we, we have and always, we'll always have. And my choice, our choice, is to please God. And we know how often our selfishness enters in. And it enters in every arena of our life. And I want to pray, and we'll move right along. Thank you, Father, for reminding us of the promises and the powerful messages in the Word. And God, we want to listen better to the Word as Walt reminds us every week of how we get to read the Word. And God, we would really want to be a light and a shining example of faith and courage and love and self-control and compassion. And God, forgive us when self is in the way, when self is the arena, when self is the answer. But it's, we know it's not, God. But give us courage today, Father, and help us to grow up to be like you. Take care of Dr. B. Pray everything goes well. Pray for River that everything goes well with her. And thank you, God, that these families get to raise some beautiful darlings to glorify you. And God, thank you for the cross and help us to never forget what you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen.
Coffee, you can tell Big Bad Billy Bob I'm talking about him this morning. I already told him on the phone that I'm talking something to address. Y'all call him Billy, Big Bad Billy Bob Baby. And I said, well, we're going to talk about rebellion. I said, you've never been rebellious. Most of, and you know what he said? Probably most of us in here have been rebellious. Or going to be rebellious. Or already sitting at the seat of rebellion. And you see the two bridges right there? Because that rebellion does not please God, does not seek God. But that rebellion often dictates who we are and the direction that we're going. My bride told me yesterday about our neighbors. Because our neighbors are, are in a sad situation in their marriage. And that sad situation is not going to clean up until they seek the pleasing of our Father. And so for 20 years, I've been seeking a way to get in their heart. So it's taken 20 years to get in there and to wear because there's a, a wall thicker than that wall right there. Thicker than that wall. There's been a wall because I'm a preacher. And because their background hasn't been the body of Christ, hasn't been God. And so I'm still showing up. But Blondie said, you know, they still have the gift of giving. And that kindness is there. And it's sad to watch that family hurt and that family getting destroyed. And now they're scattering. And they're scattering and the hurt and the pain. And the other day, the gentleman said, Ron, thanks. Thanks for speaking to me. You hear that? Thanks for just talking to me. Thanks for listening. Did you hear that? What did I do? Stuck my nose in his business of what he was doing, and I just stood there. And then he continued to say, thanks. And he's never said that in 20 years. Never said that. And Blondie will say to the lady, I'm praying for you. And man, she immediately, soon as she said praying, man, she had to turn. And it's sad to see hearts that do not have the Christ in their life. When I think of rebellion, I remember, and some of you remember well, in the 1960s, a tremendous rebellion going on during that time, during the wartime. You remember the rebellion going on, the Vietnam War that lasted so long, and, and the reception at the Vietnam veterans never received, and some of them are, are still on the streets today, and how many of those are struggling because of the rebellion and how we treated them and never received any, any saying, thanks, thanks for fighting, thanks for fighting for us. Remember the president didn't even have respect. Parents didn't have respect. The criminal act in the 1970s and the disrespect for the police officers, the disrespect for teachers, disrespect was all over the students were burning down college buildings and fires were being torched every day and lawsuits against their bosses. And as a result of that rebellion, that rebellion is still going on, isn't it? And in the 1970s, we see the, the decade of meism. And that meism, that self-image, and that self-esteem, and it's all about me, and there's the two bridges. Of that meism that's taken place, and it created a very, very lonely, lonely world. Of how many people you and I know that are lonely, 
TJ, as in Jim Roberts said, the number one disease in America is loneliness. And that's where we have an opportunity to show up and encourage somebody. And then they'll say, man, thanks for calling. Thanks for dropping by. Thanks for being there for me. And how we got to show up. In the 1980s, kids were stripped of their innocence and authority and love. And they're plagued by the nuclear war nightmare. Large numbers quit believing in the future. In the 1990s, kids lost their reason, their power to reason. Less and less taught the basics of language, of truth, and logic. And then the millennial, the new logic, kids woke up and found there's a, a, in the midst of change, and they lost their imagination, and violence entertained their hearts. And so what's happened? We've entertained entertain a world, a whirlwind, a whirlwind what we've been sowing all along. James says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. Man, a great song, isn't that one? How we get to humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord, but the skinny is, I don't want to humble myself because it's all about that bridge down there at the bottom because it's about me, but if I'm humbling myself, I'm going to be pleasing who? I'm going to make sure... <laughs> that I am pleasing God. Peter adds, be subject to your elders. And all of you clothe yourselves with what? Humility. And man, I get to clothe myself with humility toward one another. And, and God desires that we be known as people of true humility. And man, that's a blessing. The ladies that are teaching right now, there's a humility of putting up with our clowns and darlings. Hey, Chips. Hang in there with me, Halls. All right. Huh? God wants us to be true, humble, humble what? Humble servants. How I get to serve, I get to love, and I get to encourage. Now we look to the fellow in 1 Samuel chapter 17. You've got the scripture right there in front of you. And as we read about this fellow, I want you to look at the bridges that we've got right here beside us. And think about the arena that Saul is in. Is he pleasing God or is he pleasing self? Let me start reading in verse 1. Samuel said to Saul, It was the Lord who told me to anoint you as a king of his people, Israel. Next two words. Now listen to this message from the Lord. And notice in verse 3. Now go and completely destroy the entire Amalekite nation. Men, women, children, babies, cattle, sheep, goats, camels, and donkeys. Let me ask you a question. Is that clear? Is there any question about what Saul is supposed to do? Did Samuel lay it out from what God had told him? There's only one response, and that's our bridges. There's only one response for us. Pleasing God and allow the Spirit to be in my life or pleasing myself. Now drop down to verse 7. Saul slaughtered the Amalekites from Havilah. Verse 8. He captured. Pause right there. 
Did Samuel ever mention that word capture? When the instruction that he gave Saul, did he ever mention capture? No. He captured Agag, the Amalekite king, but completely destroyed everyone else. Verse 9. Saul and his men spared Agag's life and kept. You see that word right there? There's two of them immediately. We've got captured and kept. The best of the sheep and the goats and the cattle, fat calves, the lambs, everything. In fact, that appealed to them. You see that pleasing who? Which one do you see old Saul dealing with? <coughs> Immediately. He's not even listening to the instruction that, that Samuel had already given him to do. What does that have to do with us? It's not what appeals to us, but it's listening and obeying the command that God has given us and following the instructions. Amen? For me to seek and pursue the instructions. Saul did not misunderstand the Lord. He simply disagreed. And since he disagreed, what did he choose to do? And exactly took place, and it's called rebellion. Verse 10. And the Lord said to Samuel, I'm sorry that I ever made Saul king, for he has not been loyal to me and has refused to obey my command. Samuel was so deeply moved when he heard this that he cried out to the Lord all night. It isn't about Saul. It never is. Saul never got it. It's sad whenever rebellion is at the focus of our life and we never get it. Rebellion. Verse 10. Did I read 10? Verse 12. Early the next morning, Samuel went to find Saul. Someone told him, Saul went down to the town of Carmel to set up a monument to himself, and then he went to Gilgal. Verse 13. When Samuel finally found him, Saul greeted him cheerfully. May the Lord bless you, he said. I have carried out the Lord's command. I love Samuel's response in verse 14. Then what is all the bleeding of the sheep and goats and the lowing of cattle I hear? Samuel demanded. It's like rationalization, isn't it? Here's the rationalization, and he misses the point entirely, and you and I do too when you and I are in the mode of rebellion. I, I probably put my dad to an early grave because of my rebellion. And my wife would say, what's wrong with your mother? Probably because of the rebellious son that she tried to raise. She lived a long time, but she knew the rebellion in her bones or in my bones, and she is trying to direct me in the right way, as did my dad. Verse 16. Notice the response in verse, verse before that. We've destroyed everything else. Verse 16, Samuel said to Saul, Stop. Listen to what the Lord told me last night. What did he tell you, Saul asked? You hear, that, you hear that attitude right there, that arrogance? 17, Samuel told him, Although you may think little of yourself, are you not the leader of the tribes of Israel? 
The Lord has anointed you king of Israel, and the Lord sent you on a mission and told you, Go and completely destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, until they are all dead. Why haven't you obeyed the Lord? Why did you rush for the plunder and do what evil is in the Lord's sight? Verse 20. But I did obey the Lord. Saul insisted. I carried out the mission he gave me, and I brought back King Agag. But I destroyed everyone else, and then my troops brought in the best of the sheep, the goats, and the cattle, and plundered to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. But Samuel replied in verse 22, What is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. And submission is better than offering the fat of the rams. And rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft. And stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Let me summarize and apply. It still applies to the, to the two shelves, doesn't it? Of Saul rationalizing, but it's not about us. It's never about us, but it's about pleasing the Lord and obeying Him is the only way. And submission is better than the offering of the sacrifice. I love the story that James Dobson tells. Ten-year-old boy is going to the dentist. So he walks into the dentist's office and it's his turn to come and, and sit in the chair with the dentist. And the dentist says, get in that chair there, young man. And he said, and the little boy said, if you make me get in that chair, I'm going to take off all my clothes. And the dentist said, get after it. So he took off his shirt, took off his shoes. He's standing there. He said, get in the chair there, big boy. He said, I told you, I'm going to take off all my clothes if, if you make me get in that chair. Dennis said, get after it. So he removed his jeans his underwear, his shoes, and his socks. Pink, naked. He said, Dennis said, now get in the chair. He climbed up in the chair. The dentist drilled, filled the cavities, took care of him, said, now you're free to go. And the 10-year-old boy said, now I want my clothes back. And the dentist said, nope, the clothes are mine. You tell your mom, you guys can come back tomorrow and I'll give you your clothes. So the boy leaves. He goes through the waiting room. And mom, walking with this naked little boy, and all those people in that waiting room, watching this naked little old boy cruise through and go down the sidewalk to the car. The next day, mom came back. She said, I'd like to visit with the dentist. Sure, visited with a dentist and said, I want to thank you, doctor. My son has been doing that to me for 10 years, and you're the only one that called his bluff. I don't have any more trouble with him. <laughs> you hear the rebellion of a 10-year-old, and what happens in that 10-year-old keeps on growing up because he doesn't want to respect any authority. He doesn't want to submit to anyone. And how many times we've done the same thing, and I'm driving that car, and my wife says, you know how fast you're going? Yeah, I'm driving the speed limit. Yeah, you're driving the speed limit. 
said, you better not get a ticket. <laughs> Why did she say you better not get a ticket? I'm driving a speed limit. We are in a hurry. You're not in a hurry. But why is that rebellion still there, R.C.? Apple, why is that still there? You know, because the rule's there, the law's there, and I'm supposed to submit, and it's pleasing who or pleasing God? And then we look for a way to bypass what God has given us, the laws today. I'm going to bypass them, and I'm going to figure out how to do it. And my buddy knocks on the door to tell them they haven't paid their electric bill. They haven't paid their water bill. And so what do they do? They go out and hook up on the outside at the meter. If they tamper with that meter, that's $1,900. It's not that they can't pay. You hear me? They have good jobs. I'm talking about people who can pay. You see what we do in our rebellion? Say, I don't care what the law says. And so the boss goes out there and he locks that sucker down and they're not going to get any water. They find out, they turn that tap, there's no water. Hey, what's going on? And they can't get it done until they go what? Pay the bill. And then what happens in the electric, and they'll hook up to another line instead of paying the electric bill so they can do it, what? You hear the rebellion that goes on? <clears throat> and we watch people walk into the quick trip and grab a 47-pack of something and out that door grab a bag of ice and on out the door. How that rebellion takes place instead of that honesty, instead of pleasing who? And pleasing me. Man, I'm thirsty. But our choice today, who we want to please. The question is, who are we going to please? Because one of these days, T.D. said it a while ago. It's appointed unto man who wants to die. And after this, the judgment. It's tough. It's not easy to stand beside a Christless grave when that life may have been a life of rebellion. I don't know. I'm not judging the life. I just know what Jesus told me to do. Because I can't, I can't slick them up. I can't clean up. Only Jesus. The song we sing, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. When I come in contact with the blood of Christ and baptize into Christ, I come in contact with the blood of Christ and he washes my sins away and I rise and I walk to newness of life and a joy that I have because there's a future for me. The future for me. And every day as you older parents pray, Walt and Kathy have not quit. T.D. hadn't quit. Gina May hadn't quit. Arlene hadn't quit. I don't care where you're sitting, you have not quit praying for your swinging kids. I don't care how old they are. You're not going to quit praying for them. And you're going to cry and you're going to weep and you're going to hurt and you're going to cry and you're going to say, where did I go wrong? if that's the case, to encourage them to seek pleasing God. Let's pray. God, give us courage to please you. And God, help us to have our want-tos of pleasing you. 
I want to's not of self, but of you, Father. Of you because you surrendered your son and you want us to surrender to you. Give us courage to do that, Father, to walk in the light and be the shining example of faith. Thank you for listening, God. And I'm thankful that Saul finally got it together. But thank you for the ministry of Samuel, teaching him and admonishing him to do what's right. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.